Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I am so happy to have you here with me today. I'm watching the chat room here in our YouTube chat room as we go live every night. We've been a little bit late lately, but uh, better late than never, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Tree climbing late night with Chris Ann Hall. A tree climbing. I don't. I don't. I don't mean to to be mean, but if uh, eight o'clock is late night to you, <laughs> then uh, we got some problems. You know, maybe you're a little bit old. Anyway, just kidding. I'm old too. Uh, welcome everybody that's here. Let me just go ahead and say hi to everybody that's in here today. We've got. Um, Indiana is here. People from Indiana here. We got Southern Indiana, Northern and Southern Indiana, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, North Texas, Nevada. Hey, if you're watching us live, let us know. If you're watching us on Facebook, put down in the comments. Let us know where you're coming from. And uh, it's we're just glad to be here with you. I hope you don't mind Mac joining us this evening. Mac and I are are. Uh, bachelor in it the house tonight <laughs> the boys are out doing something very very important welcome michigan and welcome texas to the chris ann hall daily journal so you'll probably see mac walking around in the background a little bit back there he likes to be famous but more more often he just likes to be here with me so today is a very exciting day. Oregon, Oklahoma, Southeast Texas, Kansas, my oh, I did come to uh no, Oklahoma. How did, Miami. In Florida it's called Miami, in Oklahoma it's called Miami. <laughs> Get over. Hey, we got Germany in the house. Good to talk good to see everybody in here. See, I always tell people we have an international crowd. They're like, "Why would an international crowd want to be listening to a show about the US Constitution?" Because we're not about the U.S. Constitution, we're about liberty, and liberty is universal. I want to mention to you today, uh, you know that, I, that we are in the battle for religious liberty in America with pastors being arrested. I mean, who would have thought January 2020, New Year's Day, somebody came up to you and said, do you know in three months... Pastors will be arrested in America for having church. Seriously, who thought that that would be uh, um, a thing in America? Well, it is. Everybody's talking about my shirt. This is my Thomas Jefferson, I hate fake news. Fake news since 1807. I can't turn around because I'm tethered to my, to my microphone. But um, I can give you his quote. Uh, let's see. If you give me just a second. All right, there we go. Let's see. Here we go. Uh, it's actually a letter from uh, Jefferson to John Norville. Uh, in June 11th, 1807, and when he, which he's totally bashing the media, he says nothing, and this is what's written on the back of this t-shirt, by the way, 
Nothing can be now believed which is seen in a newspaper. Truth itself becomes suspicious by being put into that polluted vehicle. The real extent of this state of misinformation is known only to those who are in situations to confront facts within their knowledge with the lies of the day. He says, I really look with commiseration over the great body of my fellow citizens who reading newspapers live and die in the belief that they have known something of what have been passing in the world in their time. He says, whereas the accounts they have read in newspapers are just as true a history of any other period of the world as of the present, except that the real names of the day are affixed to their fables. See, isn't that crazy? CNN, MSNBC, Fox News didn't, didn't create fake news. Fake news existed in 1807, and, and, and President Thomas Jefferson was speaking out against fake news. By the way, if you like these t-shirts, we have, we have these t-shirts on, at chrisannhall.com. Here's the, the right to keep and bear arms t-shirt, the got liberty t-shirt. We have lots and lots of gear. We actually have, I'm not sure, I haven't seen it up there uh, lately, but we even have t-shirts with Trump and Jefferson together. <laughs> I love the Socialist Suck t-shirt. We even, uh, JC and I have a coffee mug with the Socialist Suck t-shirt. But these are the places where you can get this. And look at it. How many people came into the feed tonight and were like, Chris Ann, we love your t-shirt. Get this t-shirt and you start conversations with people. And they want to know. Even Thomas Jefferson could not stand fake news. So I want to talk to you today a little... Um, update what's happening with um, the pastor, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, that was arrested in Florida by the sheriff, who has, who has absolutely shown to America what a, what a, well, how little character he actually has. The sheriff went on, an, on a radio interview today where he actually said that he believed that the pastor was holding church just because he wanted money from the congregation. Now, you can say what you want about Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, but I know him personally, and he's got to be the most humble and generous man I have ever met in my life. He takes the abuses that people give him over and over and over again, and he's often told me, Chrisanne, don't mention my name. Don't talk about me because <laughs> I don't want m the demons that come after me coming after you. I was like, Pastor, I have my own demons, okay? I can handle these demons. But I want you to understand something. Chad Cronister has a net worth of $4.3 million. I don't know. I mean, that's a fact. That's a fact. And I don't know how to deal with a fact other than to say the fact. So how does the sheriff come out and, and make our, the, the pastor look like he's some greedy guy when he's got a net worth of $4.3 million? Now, I'm not saying having a net worth of $4.3 million makes you greedy, but I'm just saying those in glass houses shouldn't ca cast stones. I, that, that's all I'm saying. Okay? Chris Ann Hall here. Chris Ann Hall from chrisannhall.com. 
from Constitutional Education and Consulting, LLC. That's me, right here, speaking truth. I don't represent anybody. I don't represent anything. It's just me. So get over yourself. So I just, uh, I wanted to share with you what Governor uh, Ron DeSantis published today. Governor Ron DeSantis uh, gov uh, published Executive Order Number 20-91, and uh, he is apparently um, in uh, strongly suggesting, seriously, strongly suggesting, because there's no like criminal penalties, but he's just like strongly suggesting that the state of Florida be on a safer at home shutdown until April 30th, effective uh, immediate. So, safer at home, he calls it. Why do I want to talk about this? Because right here in section E3, it reads, all businesses or organizations are encouraged to provide delivery carry out or curbside service outside the business organization uh, or, oh wait, did I get that wrong? No, that's, I'm sorry, let me back up again. Section three, are you ready? This is why I wanted to talk to you about this, right? Where's my glasses? Reading's fundamental here. I get to wear my, my old lady glasses, there you go. Section three, essential activities. For, section A. For the purposes of this order and the conduct it limits, essential activities means and encompasses the following. Attending religious services conducted in, search in churches, synagogues, and houses of worship. There you go. Governor Ron DeSantis has said that churches are an essential service. The governor of Florida has declared in an executive order that churches are an executive order. Churches are, I'm sorry, are an essential activity, right? Woohoo! So all those people, when I've been posting these articles about how Arbitrary and tyrannical these safer-at-home orders actually are. Who said that because the church was not deemed essential, a pastor was reckless and irresponsible for having church. Endangering the entire community. Okay? That's what we got here. Endangering the entire community for having church because the, the government deemed that churches were not essential. It's okay to go to Walmart because the government has deemed it an essential service. It's okay to go to the liquor store because the government has deemed it essential service. It's okay to go to, to Michael's Craft Store because the government has deemed it an essential service. But it's criminal, irresponsible, and dangerous for a church to have service because the governor did not deem it to be essential. Well, <laughs> now it is. Now it is. The governor has said, A church is now an essential service. 
So all of those people who fell on my head and tried to tell me that it was okay to be stacked up in Walmart and Costco's and Lowe's like cordwood because they deemed it essential, but it was, it was irresponsible, dangerous, and criminal for a pastor to have church when people are actually, you know, separated from each other by efforts separated from each other. They don't go through that effort at Costco, at Lowe's. We had somebody con- uh, post on, on social media that Lowe's, she said, was like, uh, looked like a Zeppelin concert. People stacked up on top of each other trying to get plants from a truck. Would somebody please explain to me how, how landscaping plants are an essential thing? Because the thing that I can remember here is that essential means you cannot live without it. I'm pretty sure you can live without a landscaping flower and a gardening tool. But the way I was at Walmart the other day that people were buying a whole lot more than what was essential. Okay? So there you have it. Now the governor, poof! has said the church is essential. Now, we know the church is essential. We've, we've absolutely established on this show that the church is not culturally, not only culturally, historically, and legally essential, but now the governor, poof, has determined that the church is essential. Does that mean now all those people have to eat their words? Because if their whole argument was... Walmart has to stay open and it's okay for people to be stacked up on top of each other in Costco because it's an essential service now that the governor has deemed it to be essential, okay? I'll accept your apology. Go ahead and bring it on and bring it to me. But I posted this today and don't you know people are already backtracking? Well, no, no, no. Any people who group together in larger groups than 10 should be held responsible. Okay, well then go tell the manager of Costco that you want him in prison because, you know, he's not keeping the store to a limit of 10 in Costco. Why isn't it that they don't have guards at the door at Costco and say, okay, well you can come in when another person comes out? Because you got to know something. It's not about keeping you healthy. It's not about keeping you safe. It's not about keeping you virus free. It's about keeping you comfortable. It's about keeping you comfortable. Now I'm watching in the chat room people like, hey, gardening, that's an essential thing right now because if I don't garden, I might just kill my wife or something, you know? Cut down the domestic violence. Let me go out in the yard. I I get that. I get that. But you know what I mean, right? Essential means if you don't have it, you're going to die. Water is essential. Food is is essential. Donuts are not essential. Food is essential. Not donuts. Okay? Let's just be clear. Although, the other day, I would have probably killed for a donut. By the way, while I'm on the air, I just want to say thank you to Val, who sent us homemade bread and butter. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that on the air, but I am so impressed by my homemade bread and butter that I am just happy for it. So I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for the homemade bread and butter. And so, uh, you know, 
certain times, I'd probably agree with you, the donut's essential, but let's just, and, and my husband, JC, he would definitely agree with you that gardening, landscaping is essential, okay? But what is essential, thank you very much, Janet, what is essential are the jobs of the people who are out of work right now because the government is arbitrarily poofing things into an essential nature, okay? I want a donut, <laughs> right, Healing? The power of suggestion. I want a donut, and I want a Jefferson Despises Fake News t-shirt. There you go. There's my power of suggestion. But here we have the governor of Florida, in spite of the Hillsborough County order that says churches are essential, now Hillsborough County, instead of doing the right thing, is now claiming that they're going to keep enforcing the law that churches have to be shut down. The, the sheriff actually getting on the air saying he's developing a contingency plan that if Ro Pastor Rodney Howard Brown plans on having church this Sunday, that he's going to block off the roads and arrest people again. So, you know, that very fact that the county says it's not essential and the governor says that it's essential, thank you politicians for proving Chris Ann Hall right one more time. You see, that's the definition of arbitrary. It's not based on reason. It's not based on fact. If it was based on fact, if it was based on reason, then everybody would be on the same page. If it was about keeping you safe from being attacked by a deadly virus and bodies in the street. Remember what I showed you yesterday. Just to catch up with the 2018 flu season, over 6,000 people are going to have to die every single month until the end of the year. Now that would be catastrophic. I'm just going to rebuke that, pray it doesn't happen. I'm not even going to claim it, but I'm just telling you how it is fact. You're being duped. And if you took the politics, look, everybody's like, this is so political. Let me tell you what. What Chris Ann's saying is so political. We shouldn't be political about this. It's a virus. It's going to kill us. If you take the, po the politics out of the coronavirus, you know what happens? You don't even know about the coronavirus. If you take the politics out of the coronavirus, you don't even know about the coronavirus because it's just another stinking flu season. A flu season that isn't even as bad as the flu season of 2018 where we weren't shutting down businesses and destroying economies. But, oh, the media says, the World Health Organization says, the CDC says, the NIH says. Let me just say this one more time on air so everybody can get this, okay? The CDC is a private, nonprofit corporation that makes money off people being sick. If you make money off people being sick, would that not be a conflict of interest that you are in charge of advising the government? I just, no, let me take that back. If you are in charge of dictating to the government how you're supposed to act when a sickness comes? I mean, seriously. Conflict of interest, serious ethical problems. The National Institute of Health, a private corporation that makes money 
off of developing diseases and the cures. So you team up the NIH and the CDC, and now what you've got are the disease makers and the cure givers, and I was told by Health and Human Services, attorneys in Health and Human Services, sitting right at their desk, that we get our marching orders from the NIH and the CDC. Our Health and Human Services gets their marching orders from private corporations that make money off of diseases and cures. So, I just, I, 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 I don't know where that came from. Just had to get that out. Just had to get that out. Okay? So now we have the governor of Texas declaring that churches are essential services. We have Indiana declaring that churches are essential services. We have Kansas declaring that churches are an essential service. And in their constitution, they actually says that, that you cannot overturn the constitution in time of emergency. Come on now. You know what I'm hoping? I'm hoping when the virus thing calms down and people get back to their senses and they get over this irrationality. Oh, thank you, Donna. Donna Hammond says the Chris Ann Hall show is essential. <laughs> you guys are making my day. Woo-woo. You know what's essential? Let's just, let's just tell you what's essential. What's essential is learning the Constitution. See, that's what I was going to tell you. I, what I hope from this, I hope we get pastors that actually start teaching the Constitution and government in their churches. I hope we have people who start teaching the Constitution properly. So what's essential is education. See, uh, Samuel Adams said, No people will tamely surrender their liberties uh, or easily be subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. But on the contrary, when the people become universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink underneath their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. Knowledge is essential. And this is where you can get knowledge on the Constitution. Here's, here's what I want to tell you. Any Christian, anybody, Christian or not, that was outraged that we were, that we're seeing pastors get arrested. Hey, Pastor Tony Spell just got arrested yesterday. We are still seeing pastors getting arrested. I'm in touch with a pastor in Texas where his county judge tailored an order to make churches non-essential and pastors subject to arrest in spite of the governor's order and now Governor Abbott came out and, and, and amended his order to specifically rebuke this judge. See? That's what we need. That's what we need. Okay? We need pastors who will step up and there are pastors out there who will teach, who will bring in teachers, I've taught many churches across America at the leadership of their pastors, not just in the churches, but at the leadership of their pastors. Why are so many Christians running around saying that, that churches need to shut down and that the pastors need to be arrested if they don't shut down? Christians saying this. Why? Because pastors and church leadership have failed to teach their flock. Failed to teach their flock. Ooh, that's a great t-shirt, Tara Jenner. Infected with liberty and faith. Stay back six feet if you don't want exposure. <laughs> that's, 
That's awesome. Hey, can hey, Tara, can we can we make a t-shirt out of that? That's really awesome. I like that very, very much. And so we have we have a movement now. People are pushing back. So I'm hoping we'll take advantage of this and we'll be able to push forward and move forward in a more educated way. And once we get people educated, we can start undoing these emergency acts that are absolutely crazy and flat out insane. Okay? Uh, I'm not going to go there, Ronbo. But here I wanted to talk to you about some other things that are happening that maybe you didn't know about. Uh, The first thing that I want to talk about is while we were sleeping, the... Are you ready for this? The Secure 5G and Beyond Act of 2020 was signed into law. Yes, while we were all on house arrest, wondering about when we we were going to be able to buy our 47th roll uh, package of toilet paper, standing in line for our two uh, loaves of bread and two half gallons of milk, Congress and the president signed into law Secure the 5G and Beyond Act to require the president to develop a strategy strategy to ensure the security of next generation mobile telecommunication systems and infrastructure in the United States and to assist allies and strategic partners. You guys know what that strategic partners thing is, right? Those are your your your, your corporate lobbyists. Just, just trying to translate there for you if you weren't really sure. But strategic partners in maximizing the security of the next generation mobile, telecommunications systems, infrastructure, software, and for other purposes. See, this is what you have to worry about when you're, oh, Chrisanne just touched her face. I'm touching my face. I'm touching my face. Okay, touch your face. It's all you have left. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Did y'all see that lady? We showed her, I think, on the show. (laughs) She was hilarious. Anyway, um, when you're reading an act, they always sound narrowly tailored and pretty on track until you get to the end where it always says, and for other purposes. Got it? And for other purposes. You know what that means? We can do anything we want because we're doing it for the and for other purposes. What's interesting, I'm not going to get into the 5G debate. I don't really feel like I have a grasp on the information to, to give you a show on that. This is something that, that you guys need to go find your 5G experts on. I have my opinions based on the information that I've learned, but I don't actually have, you know, I don't, I don't like to talk about stuff where I don't have the above superficial understanding of it. When I talk about viruses, I talk about them from a biochemical background. I was a biochemist. I was also uh, pre-med in college. Uh, I wanted to be a doctor. By the way, that's why I joined the, the military, so I could go to the medical school in Bethesda uh, in the Army's program. I was, let me give you a little secret about Chris Ann Hall. <laughs> I loved, how many of you loved the TV show MASH? with Alan Alda in it. I'll show you my age, right? I used to pretend that I was sick so I could stay home and watch MASH reruns. I wanted to be an army doctor so badly, but God had a whole different idea. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not mad at God for it in any way, shape, or form. I believe I'm right where I need to be at the time that I need to be doing what I need to be doing. 
but I joined the military because I wanted to go to medical school. I had all of it. I, I, I was trained as an EMT. I was a biochemist for professionally, BA in biochemistry. And so I have that kind of background. And it was like, me, I love MASH. I love MASH. I love it. I don't know. I go back and look at it now. It's kind of cheesy. But as a kid, I loved it. Maybe it's just because I wanted to be an Army doctor. But anyway, um, I, I talk about these things that I have a grasp of. So I'm not going to get into the 5G argument or 5G explanation with you. You can get that. But I want you to understand that when you read this, this act, this act is full of public-private partnerships, an unholy marriage of government and private business. Now, let me explain to you what happens in a public-private partnership, this unholy marriage of government and private business. They're all over the place. Your, your uh, stadiums are PPPs. Your, uh, your airports are PPPs. Many of your public bus stations are PPPs. These are the things uh, that when you have private ownership of a business that is funded either continually or in the initiative by tax dollars. And they usually tell you that it's justified to give this private funding to a private, I'm, I'm sorry, this, this taxpayer public funding to a private organization because the, it will benefit the public greatly. An airport, a shopping mall, a sports stadium, a bus terminal, a train station, right? I, I, I've never really understood how people miss the point in that. Every single business in a community benefits the community. So when we allow government to pick winners and losers, we create an unholy marriage which makes private corporations quasi-governmental, which gives them quasi-governmental immunity, eminent domain authority when they're not even government, and they get funded by our tax dollars while they collect all the profits. Woohoo! Ain't that a great boondoggle? You get in some politician's favor. Maybe you promise a little something, something. He puts you in a bill, says this is essential to the public. And then all of a sudden, you got quasi-government power to take up private property through eminent domain. Where you can cheat the people and not pay, pay fair market value because there's no due process. And then you get the tax dollars to fund your thing. How many of you know the stadiums, right? The stadiums are funded by tax dollars. They, they vote all the time. Should we take a two cent, in, a cent in, uh, tax increase so that we can have a, a sports stadium? Let me ask you something. When your tax dollars built that sports stadium, do you get to show your ID and get a reduced rate of entry? I mean, your money built it. Why wouldn't you get a discount price for tickets and entry? Ha <laughs> Not going to happen because that's when, the that's when the business becomes private, right? The business becomes private when the profit comes along. And that's what this bill is all about. This bill is about private-public uh, partnerships and about um, 
fattening up the oh how did what what was that beautiful way they put this in the title here uh strategic partners woohoo strategic partners and for other purposes and for other purposes here's another thing that maybe you didn't know about that i thought was kind of uh interesting uh the democrats are afraid of remote voting in congress because uh, they're afraid that the voting will become corrupted, right? So uh, there are serious constitutional, technological, and security concerns, Speaker Nancy Pelosi says, about implementing remote voting. So we're going to keep paying our congressmen, and they're not going to do a thing. Now, for me personally, I'm really not upset that they're not going to be voting, you know, as long as we don't have somebody just in government making laws when when the congressmen aren't voting. All right. If they're not there and they're not creating laws, I'm thinking that's kind of a good day. Right. How many of you how many of you can get and give me an amen over the fact that if Congress isn't in, in session making laws, it's a good day. So here we go. Are you ready? So Nancy Pelosi are you catching this, thinks that there are serious technological, constitutional, and security concerns with electronic voting. Anybody seeing a little hypocritical problem there? We've been fighting these electronic voting machines, But now all of a sudden, Nancy Pelosi says Congress can't vote electronically because there are serious constitutional, technological, and security concerns. We've been saying there are serious constitutional, technological, and security concerns with electronic voting when we vote for elections. But that's not a big deal to Nancy Pelosi because, you know, her cronies, the establishment, and when I say the establishment, that includes Republicans and Democrats. Okay? Their cronies make out like bandits because of the technological and security concerns. But when it comes to Congress, see, more two r- rules, two different rules for, for government and than, than the people. I just, this stuff really, really ticks me off. Here's the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about. DOJ's FISA report contradicts claims by Dems media figures that surveillance rules were strictly observed. Two shockers in that headline right there, man. I would tell you what, like boom, boom, right? Shock. The Dems in the media were lying about the DOJ's FISA report. <laughs> what an epiphany. Who the funk? The Dems and the media were lying about the FISA report. And the other bomb shocker? The FISA courts are not observing surveillance rules. Come on now, Chris Ann. Now I can get that the Dems and the media are lying. But you're going to really tell me that a secret court in America isn't following the rules? And the agents executing secret warrants weren't following the rules? 
Oh, now I've, now you've you've entered into the realm of unbelievability. I don't, can I ask you something? I, I don't mean to be cruel or or condescending, but do you think there are any reasonable thinking people out there who who don't realize that the media is lying to them, that politicians are lying to them? I'm just asking for a friend. I mean, are there people out there that actually think? That the media is, the, the, the big corporate medias are, 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 are truthful? My goodness, we got Thomas Jefferson telling us in 1807 that nothing can be, be believed that's printed in a newspaper. In 1807, here we are, 213 years later, and you got the same thing. I would probably say they're even more artful at their lies 213 years later. And the condemnation that Jefferson had. Let me just go ahead since it's been about 30 minutes since I read that, that quote. I'm just going to read it again because I, I just I want to know. Are there people who are actually shocked by the fact, number one, that politicians and media are lying to them? And number two, that agents facilitating secret warrants in secret courts aren't following the rules? Why is that, why, why is, why is that shocking? Listen to what Thomas Jefferson says. He says, nothing can now be believed which is seen in a newspaper. Truth itself becomes suspicious by being put into that polluted vehicle. Hey, can I get an amen there? How many of you have read something and thought, man, I don't know, I can't believe, oh, I know, I actually posted something, excuse me a second. I actually posted something from Rolling Stone magazine the other day, and nobody would believe it. Nobody would believe it. Chris Ann, why are you posting Rolling Stone? Rolling Stone does nothing but lie. Why are you using Rolling Stone as a source? Well, because I happen to have verified that what they were saying was true, and they actually brought forward the, 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 the truth and information in, in the clearest way that I found. But doesn't that kind of prove my point? Or prove, I'm sorry, prove Jefferson's point? Truth itself becomes suspicious by being put into that polluted vehicle? Rolling Stone actually printed truth and people wouldn't believe it truth itself becomes suspicious by being put into that polluted vehicle the real extent of this state of misinformation is known only to those who are in situations to confront facts within their knowledge with the lies of the day you see that's the only way you know the truth anymore you are self-educated and then what's the point of the media anyway see if I know the truth and all I'm doing is reading the media to determine whether they're telling the truth or not. I'm not, I'm, I'm not the media's babysitter. And they're not my source of information. So let them spew their lies. And we just go about teaching truth. See, that's one of my, like, my pet peeves. Of the way a lot of the talking heads deal with things, right? The big talking heads and the big talk shows and, and, the, and the, you know, those who are supposed to be the, the counter- conservative meeting media unit where they're you know we're the truth people right though my pet peeves is they spend all their time disputing the lies that we know are lies and all they're doing is giving airtime to lies and liars what if we actually just ignored the lies and the liars and just spent our time giving truth like we do here on the chris ann hall daily journal on our teach show Liberty over security, principle over party, truth over personality. I mean, what a novel idea 
Don't give the lies and the liars their airtime. Just speak truth. Well, let's continue. All right. I really look with commiseration, Jefferson says, over the great body of my fellow citizens who, reading newspapers, live and die in the belief that they have known something of what has been passing in the world in their time. How many people do you know that are so, like, like intravenously plugged in to Fox News or intravenously plugged in to CNN or MSNBC, and and they they will they will argue to the death that what they know is true because you know the vetted experts said it. Jefferson said, "I really look with commiseration over those people." commiseration oh my goodness he says whereas the accounts that they have read in newspapers are just as true a history of any other period in the world world as of the present except that the real names of the day are affixed to their fables jefferson's telling us fake news has been forever and they have a grain of truth in them that's how they get away with it oh well trump had a press briefing and then he said all Mexicans are rapists and robbers. Okay, well, truth, Trump had a press meeting. Truth, Trump said something, but now you get your lies. The lies that are proposed as truth. And I just said that not because I'm a Trump sycophant. I don't want anybody to get their panties in a wad. I, I just said that because that was like the first thing that popped in my head. I mean, I, I, they spew all kinds of lies about me as well. But I, I don't know. Is that just crazy? to learn, according to Fox News, that, that, that politicians and media lie and the people who are supposed to be following the rules are not following the rules. Well, again, I hope you are having fun engaging in your essential activities. We are living in a state of tyranny that our founders would actually be outraged over the idea that we have allowed our government to engage in what they call uh, um, emergency powers. I love the constitutions, by the way, who have actually put provisions in their constitution that says, and for no reason will the inherent rights of the people be overturned. There are actually state constitutions that have those 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 sections, those articles in them that say, uh, under no circumstances will the inherent right of the people be overturned. By no law, by no circumstance, by no reason in government. I love those. And I think from this day forward, we should be, we should be diligent about actually coming forward and, and changing our constitutions and making our constitutions uh, more liberty. I mean, this, this whole thing Man, this has been a real this has been a real eye opener for me even. I had no idea how tyrannical the Florida Constitution actually is. The Florida Constitution section 381.00315 subsection 4B. Is that terrible that I remember that 381.00315 subsection 4B says that the state health officer can force vaccinate a Floridian by whatever means possible. Yeah, that's what it says. 
by whatever means possible, Florida 381.00315, subsection 4B, that the state health officer can force vaccinate Floridians using whatever means is necessary. You know, if you're going to try, if you're a government agent and you're going to have to, you're going to try to force vaccinate me, you're going to be glad that somebody told you you have the power to, to use whatever means necessary. Because I'm just going to tell you, you come try and force vaccinate me. Let's, let's, let's up the ante here. You try to come force vaccinate my child, you're going to need whatever means you can make available to do that. Because it's not happening. And it's not happening peacefully. But check your statutes. In your state, see what kind of, of absolute tyrannical power is, is in your state statutes in emergency power. You want to do a, a litmus test, just go to your emergency power section in your state statutes. And then know that when the virus thing is over and everybody's on the beach again playing with, with beach balls and surfing and... And, and laying out and getting their, their suntan or whatever they're doing because nobody cared about melanoma or skin cancer. We didn't shut down the beaches for that, right? So start gutting these things. Start working. Now I'm not going to give you any false hopes. No false hopes here, only truth. But it's actually going to be harder to remove a law than it would be to stop it from being passed at all. But that doesn't make it impossible. It's just harder. But when your liberty is at stake, I don't think you have a choice. These are the things we have to get active about. So when I close out the show today, I want to I close out the show with Alexander Hamilton's quote. Now, don't get on me about Alexander Hamilton. All right. I, I, don't, have any, I don't have any patience for your personality problems with Alexander Hamilton. You know, I... People hate Alexander Hamilton because, you know, he's a big banker guy and he, he got caught up in greedy tangles and lost his life in a duel over banking. It wasn't about money. I mean, it wasn't about women. It was about banking. Two separate bankers dueling over the excuse of a woman to hide the fact that they were dueling bankers. Right? I'm not saying that, that, that Hamilton was the pinnacle of morality. But you know, I don't see John Adams getting trashed the way Alexander Hamilton gets trashed. And John Adams, when he became president, turned into a Napoleonic tyrant. Getting his, his Congress, the, his, his majority party in Congress to pass the Alien and Sedition Act, which, dis, which, which arrested people for calling President John Adams a, a fat slob? Come on, people were actually arrested. Jefferson had to pardon people that, that John Adams arrested for insulting him. So I don't, I don't get this whole personality thing, right? I just judge people on their actions. And here's the point. Love Hamilton or hate Hamilton. Truth is truth no matter where you find it. And here's some truth that I'm going to give you as we sign out today. Is it not better, I ask? Is it not better, I ask, to suffer a few present inconveniences than to put yourselves in the way of losing everything that is precious? Your lives, your property, your religion are all at stake. I do my duty. 
I warn you of your danger. If you should still be so mad as to bring destruction upon yourselves, if you should still neglect what you owe to God and man, you cannot plead ignorance in your excuse. Your consciences will reproach you for your folly, and your children's children will curse you. Thank you for joining me today. Please support us any way you can. I cannot thank you enough for, for all the support that has come in this week. We didn't have any super chats this week, but I'm good with that because you guys, I know I feel your love in the chat room. I'm watching you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm watching you guys chat, and I just want to say thank you. You guys have got to be the best chat room in, in, in YouTube. Uh, tree climbing, dueling bankers, let's legalize that. Well, dueling was legalized. It was, it, it was legalized in the day. So we want to legalize dueling bankers again. So thank you guys. Thank you, Val, again. I didn't see Val in this morning. Maybe she'll come watch later. But thank you guys for watching today. Don't forget to hit the thumbs up on the way out. Make sure you hit the thumbs up on the way out. Make sure you share this. Oh, by the way, um, YouTube already marked yesterday's show as offensive. So they're not sharing yesterday's show. So if you were here for yesterday's show and you know yesterday's show was not offensive unless you actually think truth is offensive and you know that what I taught yesterday was valuable and quote unquote essential, then please go back to yesterday's show and share it because YouTube is not going to do that. And I'm just wondering if they're going to do the same thing today. God bless you guys. We will see you next time.